We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's April 27th. It's 2021. We have 13 MLB games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? I'm doing doing pretty good right now. One money on basketball, one money on baseball, one money on sports betting. I haven't haven't done all three of those in the same day in, in a while. It's always been one. I just get my butt handed to me. Well, I know you were leading um, the Super Draft tournament, and it looks like you dropped down the second. Yeah, no, I just Um, rolled out six double stacks of the Mariners, Baltimore, like just double stacks of Mariners, Baltimore, and L.A. I'm like, oh, things are looking good. They're all the top ones with high multipliers. And then someone came in and just destroyed me because I had some Urias. Yeah, and they probably stacked the Giants. Um, I stacked the Giants, Grant. Look at you. I stacked the Giants with Morton, and then I I had some Mullins, and I did not have the Giants on this team. So um, it was one of those days where I was, like, super on everything that did well, except for I didn't piece them all together on my lineups. And those are the days where it's just like, damn. (laughs) Like that. Yeah. It's the easiest way to say it. That's the easiest way to say it. But um, if you guys haven't already, head on over to Superdraft. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Love what they're doing over there. Uh, really appreciate them um, jumping on board and, you know, making sure this continues to stay free for everybody. Use promo code GRINDERS. You can 
get a $50 instant deposit bonus alongside the 50% deposit match bonus up to 500 bucks um, on your deposit of $50 or more. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, like again, love what they're doing over there on super draft. We do have it in lineup HQ now. So you're able to build lineups um, with lineup HQ and uh, take advantage of that as well. So like I said, love what they're doing over there. Grant, let's jump into it. We got a lot to get through, so let's get rolling here. Uh, we have Yankees and Orioles in Baltimore. Nine total. Yankees a 172 favorite. We got Corey Kluber and Bruce Zimmerman. Um, any interest here in Corey Kluber? I mean, the price tag's a little bit appealing. The matchup's a little bit appealing, but he's just been not great this year. I mean, the guy has been walking guys at a huge clip, sitting around 15% right now. Just can't seem to fully get together. I mean, I think he could possibly get it a little bit more in his favor, but I'm going to wait for the price to come down a little bit more. Still on 11.5% swing strike rate, so it's really just that control issue that he's not really got right now. And granted, he's had a few tough matchups going up against Toronto twice and going up against Atlanta. But it's still the Yankees. That price tag's too high. We don't know how late he's going to go. He still hasn't gotten over 100 pitches yet this year. So I'm probably out on him, even in a plus K matchup with the with the not the Ravens. This is not football. The Orioles. <laughs> Don't you love when you do that sometimes? And you're like, just oh yeah, crossover sports. Um, I don't like Kluber. He is he's just struggling right now, and he's 8300. Like he's he's priced way over like the performance that we're getting from him right now. And this isn't the same Corey Kluber. He has a really high walk rate. He's not striking people out. And Baltimore is a team that can punish guys like this. So um, I, I kind of like the Baltimore side more than I like Kluber here. And then on the other side of this game, we got Zimmerman, uh, a lefty with a low walk rate, but not a terribly high strikeout rate from what we've seen so far. And, you know, the Yankees are going to throw probably eight righties at him in this one. And I know they've kind of been off a little bit, but I don't think this is a spot you're playing Zimmerman. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just not the right spot. I mean, the Yankees may not have been great so far this season, but you're right. They're going to throw a lot of righties out there. Limited sample size we have of Zimmerman. He's not striking out righties at a high clip. He's just mostly getting lefties. Look at his pitch mix. It sounds about like it should be right, and there's probably going to be seven, eight righties in the lineup. Just don't see him being able to do too much. There's a 5.5 run total against him. He's cheap, but there's really not much upside there, and so I'm not planning on using him at all. Yeah, I don't like I said, I don't really have a ton of interest in him in this one. Uh let's talk Yankees bats. They've been struggling, Grant, like bad. And you know, they're still priced like they're the top stack on the slate. Uh, what are you doing here with the Yankees? I mean, honestly, I'll still stack them. Like it's being played in Baltimore. The weather isn't gonna be that terrible. Zimmerman just hasn't been that great, giving up a lot of fly balls to righties, and even though they have not been great, like they're not striking out a huge clip. So they're at least making balls or making bats on the ball. Like, I don't know. I'm still willing to go with LeMahieu, Stanton, Judge, Torres, Ursula, Sanchez. Like all of them are very much in play. I mean, Ursula's sitting at 3.1K. The only guys that are over 5K are Judge and LeMahieu, and both of them are not hitting the ball terribly. So I'm still willing to, to kind of use them. Um, could they just keep being terrible? Probably. But this isn't a slate where there's many teams I really want to target. 
So they're definitely up there. And I think they have the highest run total on the entire slate as of the time of this recording. So like you kind of have to have interest on them because you can get those cheap bats in there. Higgs, um, Higgs, Higgs is somebody that I like a lot too. Um, Shioka, you know, this is a spot. He's 3,200. If he cracks the lineup against the lefty, um, probably would end up being like my main catcher play on the slate. So, um, he's somebody that I, I hope he's in there. Maybe Sanchez plays again, but like this is a dude with a 350 ISO against lefties and hits the ball up in the air a lot and doesn't strike out. So, really have a ton of interest in, um, in, in Higgs here. And then, on the Baltimore side, you know, I, I think this is a spot you go back to the well on like guys like Mullins and DJ Stewart. I know DJ Stewart had a, a terrible game on Wednesday, but this is another spot that I think you you have to like him a little bit, and he's just so cheap. It makes everything work. Yeah, yeah, I think you target the lefties here going up against Kluber. He really hasn't given up a ton of extra base hits going up against lefties, but still 55% fly ball rate, 33% hard contact rate. Strike him out at a higher clip, but Mullins, Stewart, like both very good plays. Hayes, I think you can throw in there if he's in the lineup again. 2.8K, just far too cheap. Doesn't matter. And I think there's a spot where it's not a bad idea to stack. I mean, like I said, Kluber just hasn't had his control right now, which is really a good spot for a stack here because if he gets a little bit wild, they can get plenty of guys on base and he can give up that power to lefties. So Mullen, Stewart, Hayes, probably the main things because you can get them at a really cheap price tag and pay it for pitching. And then outside of that, like Montcastle's fine. Franco's fine. Um, Mancini is a little expensive, but he's also just a good bat. So this is one of the sneakier stack spots on the slate, I think. And I don't see him being that heavily owned. I could be wrong with Scherzer being on the slate, but we'll see. You can check ownership in the morning, but they do grade out pretty decent if Kluber still doesn't have it together. All right, moving on. We have Washington at Toronto. It's an eight and a half total here. Washington's a 138 favorite. Scherzer against the opening since long reliever Tommy Malone pitching the innings here. You know, he's pitching like 50 pitches at max, probably. Um, let's talk Scherzer first. You know, what are your thoughts when it comes to Max Scherzer here? I mean, it's not an easy matchup, um, but. It's still Max Scherzer. He's finally kind of stretched out. Had a little bit of a rough outing at the beginning of the year, but then it's been fantastic over his last three. Gotten up to 109 pitches in the last outing. So this is a spot where I definitely think that he's probably the top option on the entire slate in terms of raw points. I mean, you can make the argument for Giolito. You can make the argument for Bueller, but like Scherzer can go 115 pitches. Like he's getting more stretched out, and this is always kind of the same thing every single year. He doesn't start off going straight like over 100 pitches but last outing it gives me a lot of belief in his upside obviously the k-rate is there and this may not be a terribly high k-rate lineup but it doesn't matter like he may give up the occasional bomb and he probably will there's a four implied run total against him but still the strikeout upside regardless of the matchup is absolutely there and with a bunch of varieties going up against him like he can realistically get 10 strikeouts go sevenings here pretty easily yeah, I think he's obviously going to be um, one of the better pitchers on the slate. I think a lot of people are going to end up, you know, between him and Giolito, um, Javier. Like, those are the types of guys that I, I think a lot of people are going to end up playing here. So, I like Scherzer a lot in this spot. Um, Vegas line worries me a little bit. Like, a lot of respect here for Toronto. 
Um, what are your thoughts? We're not playing the Toronto pitching situation, no, not right? A chance. Yeah. Um, any of these Washington bats standing out to you? I mean, Turner's fine. I mean, Thornton's going to be the long or the opener, and then Malone's probably not going to go more than two, three innings. So I'm not really concerned about the lefty-righty matchups. So I'm just going off of the best hitters. If Stevenson bats leadoff, then at 2.9K, he's a potential price saver. Josh Bell, I feel like, is a very good play. Uh, like I said, I'm not really – I don't really care about lefty-righty because it's pretty much going to be the same amount of matchups to each of them. Um Schwarber is definitely a guy that's in play, uh, but nothing really stands out too much. So they're all just kind of fine. I mean, it's going to be a bullpen game and Thornton and Malone really aren't great pitchers, but I mean, even a bullpen game can kind of end up being a tougher than average matchup. So I probably go for the price savings or stack them up and hope that they get to Thornton quickly. And they're just like, all right, we'll throw out our bad bullpen arms. Yep. Um, I think it's a stack or stay away spot. I don't think you're going to be playing like one offs in this one. So, and then as far as the Toronto bats go, one off power bats is fine, but I, I don't think this is a spot I would necessarily stack. And I will say, like, um, we'll see if Trey Turner is back in the lineup too. This could be a really kind of weaker Washington lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably staying away from the Toronto bats. It's like Scherzer will always give up a bomb or two, but. I've, I've just given up on that game trying to find the one-off, especially if they're not going to be cheap, like Vlad's 5.5K, Bichette's 5.3K, Simeon's fi- almost 5K. Like, this is not a spot where you really want to target the Toronto Bats. Um, Boston at New York facing the Mets. Um, eight and a half total Mets, a 145 favorite. Uh, we got Richards and Peterson facing off against each other. Do you have any interest here in Richards? No, he's been horrible this season. Um, yeah, I don't like the spot at all. And honestly, like I think Peterson's a good pitcher, but I don't like him in the spot either. Uh, this is a really, really tough matchup for him. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, Boston is really not a great matchup. It definitely helps that he's not pitching over or that he's pitching over in New York and not over in Fenway. Definitely an upgrade, but I mean – Outside of that one matchup versus Philly, like really hasn't been great. Hasn't gone over 80 pitches once a season. His price at 7.5K. Like you take away that one outing, he's not been a good pitcher this year. Um, and granted against Chicago, like it was definitely a little bit. I think there was a few errors in there that ended up having, make him have a rough outing and get out a little bit quicker, but I don't expect him to go that far into the game. So no real interest in him. Um. Yeah, I just I don't really have an interest in this pitching situation. Let's talk Boston bats. Is there anything standing out to you for the Red Sox? Mostly the power righties like JD and Xander. Like they'd be the main two guys. Vasquez, if you want to spend up for a catcher, is fine. But like Kike, if he's uh leading off this three point eight K, he's probably the best point per dollar play. But I mean you're really just targeting the power bats and JD and Bogarts. Like this is more of a a mini stack situation for me um, with those guys. Cause they can easily take him out of the ballpark. And Peterson, he's a guy that strikes out lefties at a very high clip, but really hasn't been that great to righties over the course of last year. He's been right around 20% walk or strikeout rate versus righties, still giving up 37% hard contact. We don't have a huge sample size going up against lefties, but 
he's been very good ground ball pitcher strikes him out a huge clip and that's because his slider is his main pitch like he really doesn't have much of an out pitches change up is just all right going up against righties um but only has a 30 percent whiff rate on it like he's really just he doesn't have enough pitches to get righties out it's all his slider so yeah you you, you target the righty bats basically with peterson always yeah and you know boston has plenty of righties that can hit home runs against him it's just the ballpark isn't great which is obviously concerning, but like JD Martinez can hit it out of any ballpark um, with Verdugo kind of banged up. We could potentially get like a whole game from Renfro here at 2,900. Uh, yeah, so Renfro and Dahlbeck are both like, at where are their prices? 32 and 29. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That makes that stack more in play. I was looking at a different projected lineup with Marwin in and that's, that's just not right. Um, And then the Mets bats against Richards, like, they're in play. You know, Richards has been really struggling. And, like, the only problem with the Mets bats are just the price. The pricing on these guys are, are up there. So you're going to have to kind of value shop. But I like Nimmo a lot at 3,700 batting leadoff here. Yeah, Nimmo, Dominic Smith, if he's batting third, is a great play. Like, you can target the lefties, but you really you can stack them up. Get, Richards has been just horrible so far this season and while i like to target righties a little bit more against them than lefties he still walks guys at a 15 percent clip this year he just doesn't have his control and he's not striking anyone out so regardless of the, the balls getting up in the air or not like the ball's gonna be put in play a ton from both sides of the plate so while lonzo is probably the top option like stacking up is definitely a play like with nimmo at 3.7k dominic smith at 4k conforto at 3.9k like J.D. Davis at 3.6. This is a little bit too cheap of a lineup outside of Lindor and Alonzo who are priced up, where you can still stack it up and maybe only throw one of Alonzo or Lindor in there or double stack it up with a cheaper um, lineup. But, yeah, the Mets are a fantastic stack, and Alonzo or Lindor are probably going to hit the ball at the ballpark. Oakland at Tampa. Uh, no total in this one. We have – Montas against Waka. Um, any interest here in Montas? Absolutely love him. Favorite play on the entire slate. Like Montas has had two tough outings, but this guy is actually very good. Like he's a lot better pitcher than people realize. And it's because he's had two very tough outings or three very tough outings so far this year. Houston, Dodgers, Minnesota. The one actual decent outing he had was against Detroit. And he just absolutely rocked them. Like went through six, seven strikeouts. This is a guy that has a 12.6% swing strikeout rate on the year. It's just, or swing the strike rate. It's just, he's gone up against very tough hitting teams in Minnesota, Houston, and the Dodgers. Like that, that's it. This guy can go over a hundred pitches. He's gone a hundred pitches in two of his last three games. The only one he didn't was going up against Minnesota where they just hit the ball, the ballpark three times. This is being played in Tampa Bay. The roof's closed. Like it's not a bad ballpark. So I, I absolutely love Montes today. Like he is by far my favorite pitcher and it's not remotely close. Listen, I, I think you make strong points for him. Uh, Tampa, obviously they roll out lineups all the time that have a lot of strikeouts in them. So um, I like this one. I, I like the call and I like the price. The price is super fantastic. And I think this is going to have one of the lower totals on the slate. I think this it game just comes- actually popped out like, three minutes ago i think it's 8.5 that's actually higher than i thought 
Yeah, so did I, but I mean, I think it's because and the A's are a minus one twenty four a favorite, so four, Rays have about a four implied team total. All right, let's talk about Waka on the other side here. Do you have any interest in him going up against uh, Oakland? None, none whatsoever. I get he's been pretty darn good this season in a lot of spots. Like he's also struggled in a lot of spots. I mean, this Oakland lineup is actually pretty darn good, and they're hitting the ball fantastically right now. Waka is a guy that is realistically a bit of a reverse splits guy and just gets rocked by righties and i'm guessing they're gonna have three lefties in the lineup um so all it's basically to say is he's also not gonna go over 70 pitches i don't care about his k rate it's not an easy matchup he's no interest in him at all yeah i don't have a ton of interest in him um I don't think he's the worst play on the slate, but I don't think he's somebody. I, I play Montas before I play Waka here. I'm not running the stack against him either, though, uh, for what it's worth. Uh, let's talk Oakland Bats. Is there anybody that you like here for Oakland? Honestly, I like the Oakland Bats. And, like, even though Olsen has been fantastic recently, he's one of my least favorite of the bunch. I mean, he's just been cr- crushing the ball, but Waka has been so good versus lefties so far this year that in in the past so good versus lefties that I'd rather just target like Canna I don't expect to have a ton of ownership Loreano I don't have, expect to have a ton of ownership Chapman's an absolutely fantastic play even though he has been playing well but like Waka gives up a 40% fly ball rate since beginning of last year to righties 50% hard contact rate so this is a perfect spot for all the righties in this lineup if you want to throw Olsen into the lineup too I mean Waka probably will go about four to five innings, depending on how well he's pitching. They're not going to let him go through the lineup more than twice would be my guess. Um, so, yeah, like I I really like this stack, even though it's not a great ballpark. Just the righties are such a perfect ta- target. And it doesn't really matter with Matt Olson. He can hit the ball out of any ballpark at any time. Yeah, I like Marcana a lot. Um, very, very reverse splits um, type of spot. And, you know, this is a, a guy that has power – um, so I really like him and, um, really like Chapman too. Uh, anything for Tampa? Zero interest. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I just, I don't really like anything. Um, I think if you're going to play anybody, it's the lefties, Lau, Meadows types of plays, but you're paying, um, Meadows at 3,600, I think is okay. Lau at 4,300. Like, if you want to do, like, a two-man stack, I don't hate it, but it's not, like, one of my favorite plays. Uh, Rolling along here, we have Chicago at Atlanta. Eight-and-a-half total in this one. Atlanta, 166 favorite. Uh, Williams against Anderson. Um, What a a high-scoring game on Monday for these two teams. Uh, Do you have any interest here in Williams? No. Just no. I mean, Atlanta's just too good of an offense. Williams has not been great so far this season. Been struggling versus righties, and there's a decent amount of righties in this lineup here. Like, and the lefties are scary in Albies and Freeman. So I've I'm probably just gonna full on fade him at 8.1k. It's just too expensive of a price tag. Yeah, I don't really like him either. Um, this this lineup's really good, and I know they had a crappy weekend, but you know, they obviously came back and they showed us like how good they are. Um, 
Ian Anderson, I think, is somebody that's super interesting here. The Cubs strike out a lot. This guy has plenty of strikeout stuff. I think this is a really like boomer bust spot. Yeah, no, I mean, you look at the top of the lineup, Rizzo, Bryant, Hap, all walking at a pretty heavy rate so far this season. So some of the bats are very patient. Then you got Baez in the lineup who still hasn't walked, I don't think, against a righty this year. I don't know if he's walked against a lefty. He's hitting at a 40% K rate. He's not good this year. Like, he may hit the ball hard, but he's just not been good. And all these guys kind of hit the ball hard. But going up against righties, like, Anderson has a really good ground ball rate, 64% this year to righties. To lefties, still only giving up 14% fly balls. So it's really just the walk rate that you have to worry about. And if he can keep his control in check going up against a high K uh, Cubs team, he should end up crushing here. Like, I really like him for tournaments. I don't know how much of them I'll have because I'm blocking in Montas. I'm going to try and get a lot of Scherzer, but Lamps where I can't pay up for Scherzer. He's definitely in play. Um, Yeah, I think, he, like I said, I think he's a boom bust um, type of like tournament play here. We know there's plenty of strikeouts in the Cubs lineup, but they're hitting the ball a little bit better. Um, let's talk Cubs bats. Anything? I mean, stack or fade, and I'm probably just going to fade. Like I said, if Anderson gets a little bit wild, then they can score some runs, and maybe he'll be out in a bat bullpen arm comes in. But realistically, like the only bats you really want to target are power lefties. So, like, you can go Hap, you can go Rizzo, but neither one of them are guys I really want to go with too much. So, like, they're cheap. That's the main thing. Like, maybe as one-offs, but realistically, just no real interest in anyone. It's kind of where I'm at. Um, and then on the Atlanta side, I think they're a team you can go right back to the well and stack again. Um, I had them as my top stack yesterday, and – uh, it's it's a spot that I, I want to go right back to the well on. Yep. Yeah. No, Darno, Acuna, Freeman, Ozuna, uh, like everyone, literally everyone grades out well because Williams is not a great pitcher. It gives up hard contact both sides of the plate. Like been very bad versus righties over the last year. Like I, he's going to get destroyed probably. Um, Miami at Milwaukee, seven and a half total here. The Brewers favored by 162. Um, we have Castiano against Hauser. Any interest here in Dan- Daniel Castiano? No. This, I think I mentioned last time he was playing. Uh, since his first outing, he has not had more than two strikeouts in a single outing. He's got an 8.4% K rate. Like, he's not a good real-life pitcher, but he's an especially horrible fantasy pitcher. No interest, no matter what the lineup looks like. Yeah, this lineup's going to be looking bad. Um, No doubt about that, but I'm with you. This guy just – he has a higher walk rate at 9% instead of his 8.4% K rate. Um, It's not even a bad walk rate. It's still higher than his K rate. Yeah, it's rough. Um. Hauser on the other side of this game, like he's not pitching deep enough into games. Like he hasn't pitched well and his strikeout rate has, you know, since the start of last season been really pretty, pretty low. And 
he's done a great job at limiting and, and generating ground balls against righties, but I think they have enough lefties um, and by enough, I think they have what, two or three. I don't think I can play Hauser here at eight K. No, he's probably not going to go much over 80 pitches. Only walk or only striking at guys at a 15% clip this year. So he's getting last year only at 17%. He's not a good overall pitcher. Like he's not terrible, but he's not a good fantasy pitcher. So even in a plus matchup going up against Miami, he'd be more in play if he was around 6K. But at 8K, he's just well overpriced. People might actually end up playing him. I could see him getting drawing some ownership because it is Miami. They do have a 3.4 implied run total. I think it might be the lowest on the board, but I still have absolutely no interest in him because a lot of that run total is because of the bullpen, knowing that they're going to pitch a little bit, probably half or just slightly under half of this game. Uh, yeah, as far as like the Miami bats go, um, I, I think you can look at guys like Dickerson and Chisholm Hole has been crushing the ball. It's just his price is caught up with the production. Yeah, yes. I mean, he's just been mashing it. I don't care. I'll still play him as a one-off. I have no problem with that. But outside of that, like, you want to go with extreme fly ball hitters and, I mean, maybe Duvall, like, is a potential guy, a guy that strikes out at a pretty huge clip. But going up against the low strikeout pitcher, especially going up against right or against righties. So, like, Jazz is fine. Duvall is probably a little cheap and can hit the ball out of the yard. Is in Milwaukee, which is a little bit of an upgrade for them. But, yeah, overall, not terribly excited to play any Marlins players. Uh, Jazz is probably like my super draft play of the day, by the way. I haven't. Is he 1.75? 1.6. Um, on the road and a guy that's been mashing batting leadoff. I like that multiplier a lot. Um, Milwaukee bats. <sighs> I don't want to play them, but they're cheap, even though they're not good. They're cheap. And the ball is going to be put in play a lot. Like, that's just kind of what it is. That's the scenario that we're looking at. It's a lefty going up against a decent amount of righties outside of Wong and outside of Shaw, if he's in there, and McKinney. Um, But, like, he's not good. And, like, we're looking for hits. We're looking for doubles. So you can target any of the guys with power, which I get isn't a ton. Garcia, Pena. Pena is probably a little bit too cheap at 3.5K. But this, he's just so bad. Like, you're just hoping on Babbitt and can very easily go in the wrong direction with him. So, like, target fly ball guys, but there really aren't any besides Pena without Yelich in the lineup. And, like, Pura's just been bad um, if he's even in there. But... Yeah, like it's just one of these spots where it's a stack or fade away. No one really stands out as that great of a price tag outside of Pena. It's just Castellano does not strike anyone out. Yeah, um, Taylor, if he's in the if he's in the lineup again, batting second, like he's twenty four hundred. Um, he's probably one of the better value plays on the slate. Pena catcher um, batting in like the the four spot would be super juicy here. Um, so yeah, you get a catcher catcher hitting fourth, you know, against a lefty that can't strike anybody out. You know, you have to like that spot. So uh Philly at St. Louis, eight total pick'em game. Eflin and Carlos Martinez facing off against each other here. Do you have any interest here in Zach Eflin 
I think you have to have a bit. I mean, he hasn't been walking anyone so far this season, sitting at two percent walk rate. And even though he hasn't been striking out a ton of guys, this is St. Louis team with a lot of strikeouts at the bottom of the lineup. I mean, Young, O'Neill, Williams, if they're in the lineup, they all strike out at a pretty huge clip. Like Carlson, if he's in the lineup, strikes out at a pretty huge clip. So maybe wait and see where the lineup's at. But since the beginning of last year, sitting at 26% K rate, you just have to have a little bit of interest in him. And there's not a ton of pitchers that really want to play on this slate. So Eflin, even at 8.8K, he can go over 100 pitches. He did it last time he played St. Louis. He put up 24 points. He's got two outings over 20 points this season so far. So I think you definitely just have to look at him because a guy that's not going to walk a ton of guys able to go over hundred pitches. Like you're not going to get much more upside than that at this price range with any of the other guys around here, because he can go much later into the game. Yeah. I, I like Eflin a lot. Um, especially if they roll out like a righty heavy lineup, I think he's someone that you could definitely play in this spot. C-Mart on the other side though. I don't have a ton of interest here in Carlos Martinez. 15% K rate since the start of last season. 5x FIP. Um, has been pitching, you know, he threw 90 pitches in his last start. He had a decent start, but I just don't trust him enough in this spot to roster him at all, really. Yeah, no no interest in him at all. Like, 15% K rate. You're not getting upside. He's 7.1K. Like, there's just no reason to use him at all. Um, let's talk Philly bats Hoskins, man. He is, um, he's warming up. Yeah. I think he's leading the league right now in home runs, which isn't surprising because he's the greatest baseball player of all time. But, uh, yeah, like Seamart, not really good versus lefties or righties gives a lot of hard contact, both sides of the plate doesn't strike out a ton of guys. So Hoskins is one of the top plays on the entire slate because when he gets hot, he just tends to crush the ball. Harper, obviously a fantastic play because he's Bryce Harper. Real Muto, Didi, all good plays. McCutcheon's still a little bit too cheap right now. Even though he hasn't done anything, it's not like he's terrible. Like, he's striking out a 22% clip, and he's walking at 22% clip. He's just being very patient right now. So, I yeah, stack up the Phillies. Play Hoskins as a one-off. Just play Hoskins everywhere. Yeah, Um Hoskins, Harper, Romuto, Didi, McCutcheon, like plenty of ways that you can stack up Philly here. St. Louis bats. I don't have a ton of interest here in St. Louis. I like Eflin a lot, and I don't think this team is going to beat him up too bad, even if they get to him here. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go with anyone, you go with the lefties. So Carlson is a little bit cheap. I don't mind him. If Williams is in the lineup, I know he's striking out a huge clip, but Eflin hasn't been striking out lefties at a huge clip. So the price tag with his power, like I could see it being a decent play outside of that. Just, I'm not playing any of the righties. So it kind of just crosses almost everyone else out. Um, Moving right along here. You got the angels and the Rangers. Uh, no total in this one. We have Quintana against uh, Fulton Nevich. Um, let's start here. With Jose Quintana, do you have any interest in Quintana going up against the Rangers? I do. I know that he's walking a ton of guys, and this is something we've been worried about with him for a long time, but he's 6.5K. He's going up against a super high K-rate Texas team. 
Like a lot of lefties in the lineup that strike out at a pretty heavy clip. Just went up against them last time and put up 20 points. Yes, he did walk four guys in that spot, but he's just like, he's striking out lefties at a pretty huge clip. Granted, really small sample size, but we know that he's going to strike out lefties at a pretty heavy clip. Going back to his past, I just really, really like the price tag is 6.5K, knowing that Texas is not a great team versus left-handed pitching. So I don't really care who is pitching with when there's a lefty in there, but Quintana, a guy that strikes that lefty a pretty heavy clip, he's in a perfect spot. Yeah. Um, I don't mind him in this spot. You know, he just, he just pitched really well against this team, you know, six days ago. And I think this is a spot he could do it again. I do think his ceiling is limited, but at 6,500, if he puts up 20, you're not going to complain about that. So um, he's in play. Definitely don't hate him. And then on the other side of this game, Fulton Evich, decent strikeout stuff, especially against righties. But, man, this is a guy that can just get absolutely blown up against a team that doesn't strike out a ton. Yeah, I know with Rendon back in the lineup, I don't know if Otani will get a day off. I can't remember. Does he get a day off after pitching? I can never remember. Maybe it's the day before. Who knows? The dude he hit tonight, like uh, pitching. Like we have no idea what to expect. I like he probably I mean, gonna be in the lineup. You know the entire NL does that every single time they pitch. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like I, I remember them. I can't remember if they give them the day off before or after pitching. I don't know. But in any case, yeah, especially if Otani's in the lineup, zero interest in Fulty. Um. Otani might not be in the lineup. I know it was a blister that they pulled him. Who knows? But, um, yeah, like, I, I don't have any interest in Fultonovich. Like, that's just as easy as the way to say it. Um, Trout, Rendon, Walsh, Upton, every, anybody that cracks the lineup here is in play, in my opinion. Um, I like the Angels again. Talked about them a lot yesterday. Going back to the well here. Yep, right there with you. 50% hard contact rate to both sides of the plate for Fulty. This lineup is a lot better and a lot easier to stack with Rendon in there. So, yeah, pretty much like all the main power bats. And I think even Pujols has been hitting some decent or hitting pretty decently so far this year. Um, so, yeah, no, like obviously the top option is Trout, Rendon, Otani, Walsh, Upton, all pretty cheap. So I have no problem with any of them. It's just, yeah, Fulty. Like this guy has what a three hundred ISO over the, given up over the last year. Like it, he's just can get crushed in any given matchup. Yep. <laughs> There's nothing else that needs to be said. He he walks guys. Um, this is a team that's patient, and his hard to soft contact ratio is thirty eight percent since the start of last season. Like. You don't even want your hard contact rate to be that high, and his hard to soft contact ratio is that high. So, um, not playing faulty, playing the Angels. Do you have any interest here in the Rangers? I mean, like if Quintana is going to be chalky, which I don't know if he will. Like the guy's still walking a ton of guys. So if you really want to, like you can stack him up if he's going to be chalky, but other than that, no, not really like the lefties Lau and Gallo would be my two favorite top targets, but Quintana against the lefty is not going to give up a ton of, ton of uh, fancy points to, and then versus righties, like there's not really any righties I want to go with. Like they're all priced up. So 
No, just no real interest in Texas outside of the leverage stack. Um, Detroit at Chicago, taking on the White Sox. We have Urena against uh, Giolito. Seven and a half total. White Sox, a 235 favorite. Do you have any interest here in Jose Urena? No. No. Bad, bad strikeout pitcher. Walks a lot of guys. Chicago's a tough matchup. I mean, yeah, pretty much. This guy, 17% strikeout rate, almost a 13% walk rate since the start of last season, really uh, struggles with lefties and, you know, even righties. He's not a guy that generates a ton of soft contact. So um, I'm out on him. When he was pitching in Miami, he could get away with some stuff, but I think we're going to see a much different pitcher out of him this year. And then uh, Lucas Giolito, he's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate. Um, 9,500 going up against Detroit big favorite for a reason like I, I love this spot for him um talk me off of him if you tr- if you want to i don't think i can like i think scherzer may be my favorite but like it all depends on where ownership lies like i could see giolito coming in at very high ownership but i could also see people avoiding him after he got absolutely destroyed against boston which he was probably was just tipping pitches because there's no way that they should have done what they did i mean there's a guy that had eight ten and eight strikeouts in his first three matchups and then didn't strike out a single batter going up against 12 of them, 13 of them. Like he was clearly tipping his pitches. He's a fantastic pitcher, 33% K rate since the beginning of last year, going up against a Detroit team with not a single low strikeout bat and no one that is patient really at all outside of Cabrera. So he should crush Detroit here. And it's evident by his 3.1 run total but i'm just worried about what his ownership is going to be hopefully it's low after getting crushed like you said and with scherzer on the slate with other options on the slate like hopefully it's low i doubt it uh do you have any interest in the detroit bats no just no yeah i think the white Sox are a sneaky stack on the slate it'd be really interesting to see what we're looking at as far as ownership for the white Sox, but um i think they're really sneaky here grant yeah, I mean, especially like Moncada and Grandall going up against a Eaton, even uh, going up against a righty that really just is not good versus lefties. And again, last season, 439 Woba, 216 ISO, 8% K rate. Like he may get ground balls, but he gives up a lot of hard contact. Maybe all right versus righties, but I'm still entirely in for a stack. Detroit does not have a good bullpen behind him. Like this is a spot where. You can really play anyone in this lineup. The problem is they're expensive. So I could see me rolling out a Montas, Quintana, full-on White Sox deck, and that taking down the slate. I would like that. That would be very good. Um, moving on. We have Seattle at Houston. Nine total in this one. Houston, a 180 favorite. Uh, Marco Gonzalez against um, Christian Javier. Do you have any interest here in Marco Gonzalez? Against Houston, no, not really. They just don't strike out a high rate. Like now that they have everyone back from COVID, it's just such a terrible matchup that I don't know. I don't see a soft throwing lefty doing much damage against him. So even though he's six point two K, had a decent outing versus the Dodgers, this is not the same matchup. Like it's just I I don't want to play any lefties versus Houston. Yeah, like, look at Sheffield's start yesterday. Like, he didn't have a terrible start, but he gave up four runs on 12 hits. They just 
they just hit lefties. This lineup up and down just hits lefties. Like, I don't think this is a spot you play Gonzalez. Um, Christian Javier is super interesting here. This is a guy that strikes out a lot of people, and his biggest struggles are lefties, and they should only have a few lefties in the lineup here. Yeah, I mean, they could end up having four, Crawford, Tremel, um, Armelos, and Seager. But even if they do, like, yeah, he doesn't strike out lefties at a huge clip, but Tremel, 38% K rate versus righties, and Marmolos, 29% K rate versus righties. Seager's good, but everyone else, like, this is a solid K matchup. So I don't mind it. It's just, do I really want to pay 200 less for him over Giolito? I doubt it, but I mean, I guess you can go with both. I don't hate it, um, but I'd rather pay up for Giolito or Scherzer on this slate. Yeah, I don't think I end up on him either. I'm just saying, like, if you want to take a shot on a guy that has some strikeout upside against, uh, like, there's five guys in this lineup that have a strikeout rate over 29% against right-handed pitching. So the upside is there. This lineup's not great, and they do strike out a lot. The upside's there. Uh, any Seattle bats that you like here? Seager as a one-off. Not the worst idea in the world. Like I said, Javier. Gives up a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls. Doesn't strike out lefties at the same rate. I mean, Marmolos, season lamp, not bad. Trammell, like 3.5K isn't the worst play in the world, um, but not likely staying away from them. Um, Yeah, I like Seager as a one-off. I don't hate that. Um, And then on the Houston side, the problem with Houston on this slate is just the, the pricing. Um, they're they're in a great spot. It's just it's gonna be really hard to stack them with I think what four or five guys over five k. Yeah, I mean, but if you want, like I'm starting to talk myself more and more into the Montas Quintana two pitcher set and just pay up for bats because this is yeah this is a good spot for them. Like Marco Gonzalez strikes out righties at a decent clip, but that's where we're not really worried. He does give up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact to righties. And you have low strikeout righties and Bregman and Altuve and Gary L like, and you can throw in Brantley and Alvarez like Tucker is a low strikeout guy going up against lefties. And what Marco really does is he doesn't strike out lefties. He just gets a decent amount of ground balls and limits uh, extra base hits. So, this is a perfect stack spot because the righties are all going to put in play a ton. So I, I mean, I get they're all over 5k outside of Yuli, but like I said, I have no problem playing Quintana and Montas together. So pair them up with a little mini stack of some other cheap stack. And I think it's not a terrible way to go because Giolito, Scherzer, Javier, Bueller, um, can all end up only outscoring Montas and Quintana by a few points. So it might be the way to go on this slate. San Diego at Arizona, nine total. Padres a 165 favorite here. We got Paddock against Merrill Kelly. Um, any interest here in Paddock on the road going up against Arizona? I mean, I don't think he makes the cut for me. Like just everyone else that's on the slate pack still priced up at 9K. He hasn't gone over five innings in a single matchup this year did have seven K's going up against Milwaukee, but that's Milwaukee. That lineup is horrible outside of that. He just hasn't been great sitting at a 21% K rate on the season. Hasn't fully had his control all season. So even against a bad Arizona team, 
Like, I, I don't think it's a great idea, especially with as many lefties as they may have in the lineup with Paddock striking out lefties at a much lower clip. Yeah, I don't hate Paddock. Um, this lineup is not scary whatsoever. Up and down, like, Calhoun's a good hitter, but really, like, he's the only guy with an ice over, like, 175. He's also the only guy with, like, a wobe over, like, 310 against right-handed pitching. So, Paddock could go out here and, like, have a really strong game. But, you know, one thing that we've definitely learned with Paddock is he's a better real-life pitcher than a DFS pitcher. And the pitch count is concerning and all that stuff. So, I don't hate Paddock. Probably don't end up playing him. I think his ceiling is not as high as some of these other guys. And then Miro Kelly on the other side of this game, he's a reverse splits guy against a team that's going to throw some very good right-handed hitters at him. Like the Padres, I think, are a top stack, and I'm staying away from Kelly. Yeah, no interest in Kelly. Like Tatis is just on an unreal tear right now. Absolutely play him. Machado, absolutely play him. Like play all the righties in this line. Cronenworth is 3.5K. He's a fantastic play. Probably one of the better values on the entire slate. This is a guy with – a 382 Woba and a 225 ISO going up against righties speaking of last season. He's going up against a reverse splits pitcher. That gives up a 50% hard contact rate to righties. Like, this is a perfect spot for all of them. And you can throw in Grisham or you can throw in Hosmer if you want into the lineup. But the righties are an absolute smash spot here. Do we know if the dome's going to be open yet? Um, I looked before we started and there wasn't information yet. Yeah, it's only 70 degrees in Phoenix right now, so I don't know if it makes too much of a difference. They'll probably have it open, um, would be my guess. But, yeah, like, the righties are absolute. Like, Tatis is one of the top overall raw points plays on the entire slate, and Cronenworth is one of the top uh, cheap bats on the entire slate. So the Padres might be the highest, like, raw points stack on the whole slate outside of, I don't know, maybe – maybe the Astros or maybe the White Sox, but they're not fully priced up and you can get cheap bats that are in great spots. Roof is open. All right. Uh, yeah, I like the Padres a lot. A lot in this spot. Um, Moving on, we got Colorado at San Francisco. Do you want to talk about the Arizona bats? No, I don't. I like them. Okay. I actually well. like them a lot. All right, go like, ahead. They're not going to – do you think anyone's going to actually play them today? I just dismissed them faster. Like, I really was moving on. Um, so Yeah, no, I fully understand, but we're talking <laughs> about all these, like, aces on the slate. Peralta is the only guy that's priced up even remotely. Like, Calhoun's 2.8K. Cabrera's 3.5K. I guess Escobar's 4.5K. But they have a lot of lefties in the lineup. Paddock is a guy that doesn't strike out lefties at a very high clip. 17.7% since the beginning of last season. He gives up hard contact at a 40% clip. Like, this lineup strikes out – the lefties strike out a decent amount. But if votes in the lineup, like, he's a guy that has the power. He's hit a few bombs so far this season. Calhoun's super cheap. You can make a super cheap stack here. And Paddock struggled. Like, he has not given up – less than three runs in any outing all season long. Even the Milwaukee one, he gave up five runs. Granted, it was because there was an error. Uh, but he's giving up hits. He's walking guys at a pretty decent clip. This is a guy that has had control in the past, but this season it's not fully there. And it's not like he's had tough matchups. He gave up five runs or three runs to Arizona in the first matchup of the season. Like he's played Texas, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, and Arizona. 
those are not great hitting teams at all. And he's still been kind of just not good this season. Like it's that simple outside of his matchup versus Milwaukee, which that team is just absolute trash. He has not been great. So I honestly am just willing to roll the dice on an Arizona team. that's going to come with zero ownership would be my guess. And they're all super cheap. They can, platoon him out with van meter with vote with peralta with calhoun with smith like he could be facing a lot of lefties in this lineup and even though they're not really great batters like they can hit the ball hard and he gives up a lot of hard contact to lefties so throwing any of these guys in here and throwing in all these bats in a spot where he's gonna have the ball put in play a lot there's a whole lot of upside even if it's going to be cold tomorrow it's by cold i mean 70 degrees in phoenix um the ball like they can put up seven or eight runs like arizona is the sneaky stack of the day um moving on like i i heard you but i'm probably still not playing them no it's um, entirely fine i just had to give my whole rant and then lose money tomorrow uh, we got Colorado at San Francisco it's an eight total uh Giants favored by 180 in this game Chichi Gonzalez um going up against Aaron Sanchez do you have any interest here in Chichi Gonzalez none whatsoever he's not good yep not playing him and then Aaron Sanchez on the other side high ground ball guy you know a little bit of a bump here going up against a team that is definitely way better at home than they are on the road he's okay at 7200. I, I wouldn't even like potentially consider him a pivot off of Montas because I think Montas has such a higher ceiling. Um, I don't think I'd play Sanchez here, but if it was like a smaller slate and we didn't have a ton of pitching, I think he'd be in play. Yeah, I think that's that's you kind of nailed it there. Like he just doesn't end up making the cut for me, not giving you a ton of upside, probably end up 10 to 20 points. Like it's a good matchup going up against Colorado. He's a guy that doesn't walk a ton of guys, guy that gets a lot of ground balls. There's an above average strikeout matchup. So I'm not gonna be surprised if he only gives up one or zero runs, strikes out four. But realistically, 20 points isn't gonna fully get it done for you on this slate, I don't think, when it's this size. I'm not going to argue with it. I may end up with a share or two of them when I'm trying to pay down. And I don't want to go all the way down to Quintana because I'd just be leaving a G on the board. But, like, you don't have a ton of options, or at least I don't, I'm not a big fan of any option under his price tag outside of Quintana. Like, Urena's not good. Fulty's not good. Kelly, Richards, Cassiano. Like, we talked about all these guys, and they're all just complete write-offs. So, I would use him if I'm using Montas and I haven't some extra money left over of Quintana because he can get you 20 points. So it's likely going to get you about 18 points in this spot here. And that's going to be enough to take something down because I'm expecting people to pay up because no one wants to use anyone lower than Montas. I can almost guarantee that outside of Sanchez, who will probably garner 8% to 10% ownership. There's not going to be a single guy under Montas's price tag outside of maybe Quintana, which I don't know if people are going to trust, over 10%. So it's just kind of what you're forced into doing if you want to pay up for these high-priced stacks and the White Sox in Houston, San Diego, and New York. And you might be forced into that type of build. Um, any interest here in the Rockies? None whatsoever. I mean, Sanchez isn't a bad pitcher. He's not a great fantasy pitcher, but he's not a bad pitcher. And... 
Story and McMahon would be the two guys I'd be interested in, but they're 5K. Like maybe Crone is a one-off, but it's not like Sanchez gives up a lot of hard contact to righties. Um, definitely like the Giants. Like the Giants yep. yesterday. Talked about them a lot yesterday. Talked about them in expert survey, live show, morning grind. Um, going right back to the well here. Chichi Gonzalez is not good. He stinks against both sides of the plate. And the Giants are a sneaky good team. And I'm gonna keep saying this, but they're a sneaky good team. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not even that sneaky anymore. Like, Posey has been pretty darn good this year. Like, Belt since the beginning of last year has been good. Dickerson was still, I mean, definitely hurts if Yaz isn't in the lineup again because I think he got scratched today, so I don't know if he'll be in there. But Longoria, not a terrible hitter. And all these guys are, like, the most expensive guy in the lineup is Longoria at 4.1K. I could see the Giants being kind of chalky here because their numbers do line up so well. And Chi-Chi is such a bad pitcher. I mean, this is a guy that literally doesn't do anything well outside of he strikes out righties at an entirely average clip. He walks a lot of guys, gives up a lot of hard contact, ran a lot of that's because of course, but just not an overall good pitcher. And all these guys are priced like they're bad hitters in a bad matchup. So this is just all way too cheap. Like guys that mainly stand out are Belt, Posey, Dickerson and Lastella, but you can play anyone in a match where the ball is going to be put in play a lot and they can end up crushing here. We finish it out with the Reds and the Dodgers. Um, seven and a half total here. Dodgers, a 230 favorite. Hoffman against Bueller. Um, do you have any interest here in Jeff Hoffman? I generally just don't have pitcher interest in pitchers going up against LA, but Hoffman hasn't been great this year and He's 7.8K, which is far too expensive for him in a normal matchup. Low strikeout guy that gives up a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate against the Dodgers. Next, um, Walker Bueller going up against the Reds. Do you have any interest here in Bueller? I mean, I think you have to have a little, but I'm probably not going to end up with any exposure to him. He did get up to 100 pitches in the last matchup. He has been decent. His strikeout rate has been down this season, but he got 10 strikeouts or nine strikeouts in his last matchup. Like, I'm not fully buying in that he's going to keep doing that. I think he's not quite to where he was last year in terms of strikeouts, but not quite where he is this year. I mean, his swing strike rate this year is sitting at 10.7%. And this is a tough Cincinnati lineup. Like, I know you're a big fan of them. Like, I don't know if I'm playing them, but Bueller, I don't really want to take a chance on him when I have so many other high-priced options that are probably going to end up just better than him today. I don't hate him. Um, I think he is somebody that is in play. I just, I'm playing Giolito over Bueller today and not thinking twice about it. Like Cincinnati is a good lineup. They're a patient lineup. They walk a lot. Um, It's a, it's a, it's a solid lineup. Like just because I'm not playing Bueller doesn't mean I'm stacking the reds here. Um, Like, especially at their prices, like, I think if you're playing anybody from the Reds here, it's like Tyler Nyquin or even like Winker. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to the Reds? No interest at all. Like, I may think about Castellanos, but he's 6.1K, so zero chance I'm playing that price tag someone going up against Bueller. I don't care if it was Mike Trout going up against Bueller. It just doesn't matter. Like, I'm not paying that price tag, so no, I have no interest in Cincinnati. It's a good year to get Nick Cassianos in the Roto-Grinders uh, baseball league um, season long. So. Yeah. 
he is mashing. Uh, as far as the Dodgers go, they're they're definitely a top stack on the slate, and with them being the late game and their prices, like they might actually like fly under the radar here. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting right now. I think it's because it's sixty four degrees over in LA, but they only have a four point six implied run total, which doesn't fully make sense to me considering Hoffman is just not a good pitcher. Like he doesn't strike out a lot of guys. It's a very good lineup. Like Betts, Seeger, Turner, Muncy, Will Smith are all very much in play and very much great plays. And then I mean you can always round it off with anyone who ends up in the lineup outside of that. But like I'm just confused by this run total. I mean it's the night before maybe there's something I'm not sure about. Like it could just be the weather, but I don't know. It's something I wouldn't be surprised if I wake up in the morning and the run totals over five. Um, this is just a great spot for them. Hoffman's not a great pitcher and like pretty much stack up the Dodgers. All right, let's play the morning grind game and uh, then we'll get out of here under eight K to get um, six or more strikeouts. I'm guessing you're taking Frankie Montas. Yep. Um, he he would have been the guy that I picked too. I think. I think the other guy is probably Peterson. Really like Montas today. Um, over eight K to score under fifteen. Who's your bust today? Rob Kluber, I guess. That was who I was going to take too. We're definitely thinking alike today. I mean, that was that was the free square there. That's the guy that definitely should not be priced over eight k. Well, I'm going to take Williams. Okay, um, yeah, I forgot that Williams was at eight point seven k. I think there's two clear guys you're not playing over eight k today. Um, over four k to hit a home run. Who do you got? Reese. Um, I like it. I'm going to go with um, Tatis. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. Calhoun. All right. I like it. Um, give me Tyrone Taylor from the Brewers. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. I like it. Um, I think you're crazy, but I, I like it. Um, I'm going to go Chalky. I'm going to go Padres. I, I really like the Padres today. Uh, any over under money line? Any um, spread? Any bets standing out to you here? I mean, not really. The I think I'd go with the over in the Padres game. Um, sitting at nine right now, it'll probably move up to nine and a half, possibly ten by tomorrow. Kelly's just not a good pitcher, and I don't think like I don't think Paddock lines up very well against the Diamondbacks. I mean, I might just be higher on that game, but. I'm personally on the over on that game, but it doesn't really stand out as a great line. Yeah. Um, Nothing, nothing screaming off the charts for me today. Um, You know, I talked about the Marlins yesterday. Um, Yeah. Like I would probably take Philly and the pick them. I think that's probably my favorite bet night before first look is Philly Pickham game. Um, yeah, that's really it. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, not really. I'm getting tired. 
Yeah, well, you live in Colorado. I live in Florida. I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. I'm old. Um, so that's going to wrap it up for today. We'll be back talking more baseball tomorrow. Hope everyone has an awesome Tuesday. Good luck in your contests. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. See you, kids.